Well, friends, if you're joining this episode of the podcast, I want to let you know that we are not just a podcast. Stay Forth Designs has a heart to help leaders get healthy so that you can reach more impact. We talk a lot about your unique design. What are you uniquely designed by the Father to do? And for some, it's to lead in business. For others, it's to lead in a unique cause through a nonprofit. For others, it's to be a mom, to be a dad, to be a friend, maybe some combination of all of those things. We know that we have business leaders who listen to this. We know we have ministry leaders listen to this. I coach business leaders, nonprofit leaders, ministry leaders. We have a team of coaches that deeply and dearly wants to help you. You are doing a really hard thing. If you were trying to live and lead well and you want to lead for the long haul, you are going to have to push against some obstacles that our culture is throwing out there right now. Guys, this is a hard time to lead and even just to live through as a human. But we want you to know, number one, that you're not alone. Number two, you are not a freak. Other people are thinking and feeling some of the same frustrations and hitting some of the same barriers that you are. And we talk about those things in the podcast. And thirdly, that you do have opportunities. You have opportunities to find community, to find other leaders to talk with. One of those opportunities is one-on-one coaching. We have a team of leaders across the country who are incredible coaches. We utilize tools so that we don't build a sense of dependency where you need us in order to grow. We're in your life for a time and for a season. We refer to ourselves as mountain guides for the leadership journey. We are here to help you get up your mountain. You choose, you navigate the course, but we are with you. We have seen unbelievable things, especially in this last season of COVID. As we clarify things that are foggy in your life, as you root find up the, the mountain, as it were, and then you ultimately climb the peak that God has designed you to climb. We want to help you do that. We also have cohorts. Group cohorts can be a great opportunity to meet other leaders who you can connect with and actually build friendship with after this. There's six weeks, so they're not burdensome. Six weeks of an hour and a half uh, each week, six weeks in a row. We'll take a break for Thanksgiving. We are just so excited to kick off our cohorts. We have one on racial reconciliation in the kingdom. Essentially, we're asking, where do we go from here? We're going to hear from our expert on racial reconciliation, equity, and justice work in the way of Jesus. Her name is Melinda Joy Mingo. She's an author, a trainer, and she is incredible. And I get to co-host that with her. The second one is on how do we get and stay healthy right now? Many of you are exhausted. Many of you are saying, I don't know how to live and lead well. We want to be really practical. We want to teach you some tools, give some time to interact. And also, we are available for Q&A during that time. The last one is on bivocationalism. If you're wrestling with, how do I give time to the mission that I am drawn to or the ministry that I'm drawn to, but also I am torn with taking care of my family, taking care of the financial needs, working another job, whatever that challenge is for you. We know that bivocational leaders have a very unique challenge in uh, whether it's you're in a nonprofit or whether you're in a ministry or whether you're in a church, doesn't matter. You are facing some tensions and we get leaders together that have common tensions and pain points and beautiful things happen. So bivocationalism, healthy leadership, and racial reconciliation in the kingdom. Those are our cohorts. We have limited space. We want you to go over there now. If you're listening to this, you can go check the availability. Go to stayforth.com, click on our coaching tab, or just straight to stayforth.com backslash coaching. Sign up for one of our cohorts. This is a great option. 
Maybe you can't afford one-on-one coaching. Maybe it's not the right time for that, but this is a great way to jump on in. And guys, today's episode is unique. Last episode was my opening talk from Healthy Leaders Summit, and this is one of the closing talks for Healthy Leaders Summit. And the topic here is how do I bypass burnout? And I start with what is burnout? What isn't burnout? What are some of the things I'm hearing from leaders right now around burnout? Many of you have heard me say that, unfortunately, I think we're going to see a wave of burnout. And friends, we are already starting to see that. We're seeing the stress make its way into marriages, make its way into people's lives and leadership. Maybe some of the areas you've never wrestled or struggled with before you're wrestling with right now. And guys, that is a serious load that you are bearing during this time. So we want to expose that burnout comes for all of us. None of us is exempt for this. And yet I think it's a really helpful and also hopeful look at this. How do I bypass burnout? One of the talks from Healthy Leaders Summit. By the way, if you missed Healthy Leaders Summit for a $59 donation to Compassion International, you can get every single talk. It's not time sensitive. You'll have those forever. Go ahead and grab the lifetime pass if you're at all interested. You can view those by yourself with your team, whatever that is. Guys, these talks were fire. They were so good. They were so practical, relevant in the moment for the challenges that we were facing. And I was so proud of our speakers that didn't choose to be high and mighty on a stage, but chose to share from a space of weakness and vulnerability and authenticity. These talks were beautiful. They were encouraging. I heard people that had tears on the other side of this that were inspired, filled with hope and given next steps. So go ahead over to healthyleaderssummit.com and you can purchase the lifetime pass. But here is my talk closing out Healthy Leaders Summit, getting practical and timely for this moment. How do I bypass burnout? Well, it's been an incredible few days here together. And I love that people aren't just sharing kind of canned stuff, you know, top down. Here's what you need to do. I'm an expert, but really just out of vulnerability. Here's what I've learned. And I want to pass this on to you. And I want to continue to do that in this talk. There was a time, a season for me, where through a crazy uh, series of events, I ended up writing three books in three years. So I, I would not recommend that to anyone, first of all. But secondly, life was busy, family was busy, and I found myself saying, how am I going to do this? How am I going to continue to write three books in three years and all that that requires with publishers and the different phases and seasons of writing a book? How am I going to pull this off when I can't just go away for a month at a time? And I found myself sitting at the exact same table at the exact same coffee shop, drinking the exact same cup of coffee out of nearly the exact same mug for three hours a week for those three years. And at the end of that time, as books went out to the world, I began to get emails back. And it's incredibly encouraging when you get an email back, when somebody says, this impacted my life, hopefully you get a good Amazon review. You always remember that one that didn't go so well. So somebody named M3 ripped me a new one on one of my books. Not that it really deeply affected me or anything. Um, And I've seen a counselor about it. It's cool. But when I think about that season, I, I started to realize people weren't coming back and saying, hey, I need more competency. I need to learn more about what's in the book, how to do this. What I started to realize is that people were actually asking a question about longevity. How do I continue to do this? How do I do this for the long haul? And I spent many years training church planters. And as we trained planters, it wasn't just how do we get this thing launched? 
but how do we sustain this thing for many years beyond you? How do we live and lead for a long season? And we at Stay Forth like to say, how do we live and lead without losing our souls in the meantime? How do we continue to live and lead for the long haul? And that's the question. And unfortunately, we've seen too many leaders go by the wayside. Too many leaders experience things that maybe you've, you've seen in the news, these kind of big, messy stories. And so sometimes people hit the wall. That's never the end of their story. There's always grace. We certainly shouldn't cancel leaders when that happens. And yet it grieves me. We don't need any more stories of hitting the wall. But there's another story that also grieves me, which is the slow fade. The slow fade where people just sort of fell out of love with Jesus and just sort of stopped doing the things that energized them and they were designed to do and called to do. And maybe the, the ministry that they had, the leadership that they'd been entrusted with. And the reality is we can look anywhere and see leaders are struggling. I know many of you who, who are watching this are saying, I'm tired. I want to throw in the towel. I'm done. And I've shared this before and I'll share it again. I'm concerned right now for you. I'm concerned for myself. I'm concerned for all kinds of leaders right now that I unfortunately think we could be heading toward a wave of burnout. And it's serious. We're more tired than we think. This is an overwhelming and a complex time to live and lead. This is probably the most divided time in our country in a really long time, certainly the most divided time I can ever remember. And what's interesting is we think about these scripture, or as we think about these ideas, these principles, they're buried in scripture. Jesus talked about a healthy tree. It bears healthy fruit because it has healthy roots. We see this throughout scripture. There's a verse that really is kind of the foundation by which we teach and we train and we coach and we consult at Safe Fort Designs. Ephesians 2.10, one of my favorite verses of all time and one that we live by each week says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. First, it's workmanship and then it's works. Workmanship before works. If we are going to live and lead for the long haul, we are going to have to see that first we are workmanship. We are God's craft, his poem, deeply and dearly loved by the father. We are sons before we are servants. Workmanship first and then works. And let me just say this, guys, is whenever we put the works first, we say, if I do enough, then I can earn God's love. It always gets weird. Any relationship where you have to do things to continually earn someone's love is dysfunctional. And many times our theology is straight as an arrow, what we would say. The, the theology that we've collected in our minds and our hearts, we've read out of systematic theology books, and yet our lived theology is poor. And we are trying to do more work so that we can know that we are workmanship. And I'm here with really good news. And so many of these speakers have been sharing this right here. Really good news, guys, is, is three phrases here. Again, workmanship before works. Identity before impact. Let me say it a different way. Who you are matters more than what you do. And that's good news. Because a lot of what we do has just trailed off or has lacked the pop or we haven't felt rhythm with it recently. We haven't seen the kind of impact that we normally do. Who you are matters more than what you do. Workmanship before works. Identity before impact. 
and roots before fruits. For just a few days, if you could pause and examine the roots of your life, what's healthy, what's going into the ground and soaking up the nutrients? How are the roots? If you could just be honest with somebody, maybe you can call a friend and just check in and say, how are the roots of your life? Because we're so busy comparing the fruit that we forget that it's actually about the healthy roots. Now, I want to share a little bit more about burnout. I don't say this lightly, but I believe a wave of burnout is coming. I want to give you some definitions. So first, talk about if we have some things confused, how would we know? How would we know if we're pushing through the works or too much into the works and forgetting the workmanship piece? That always has effects. So what are those? Let me give you a couple definitions from uh, clinical leaders who I deeply trust. Uh, Some would say it's the feeling of exhaustion and fatigue. Others would say that burnout is a response to the chronic emotional strain of dealing extensively with other human beings, particularly when they are troubled and having problems. Does that hit home? I mean, if we are dealing with human beings right now, family, friends, anyone in the helping profession We are dealing with others' trauma while we are experiencing it ourselves. We are experiencing trauma. A syndrome of emotional exhaustion and cynicism that occurs in individuals who do people work of some kind. Guys, burnout is incredibly common in those doing people work. If your work centers around leading people, be extra careful in this season. We are taking on the collective pain of other people during this time. The chronic state of feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and exhausted. Has it become all too normal for you that you're pushing too hard, that you just say, just one more week, just one more day, let me just keep driving and pushing hard. That runs out at some point. We have limits. And this last one, voluntary self-exploitation. Wow, man, that one hits to the heart. Voluntarily, we do this to ourselves. Now, I brushed up against burnout. I was about two years into leadership, two years into ministry, and it came ridiculously fast for me that I would brush up against burnout. I was pushing so hard. I was doing more. I was fitting more stuff in, but ironically, I was kind of always working and kind of never working. I was kind of living at 70% work all the time. I was perma available on my phone. I, I would, you know, say yes to a thing on a moment's notice. I would pick up the phone no matter who called. And I was always needing just a little bit more affirmation, just a little bit more reality of I can do more. I can accomplish more. I can be more valuable to more people. And God had to meet me in that season of burnout. So if you feel like you're there, there's good news. God is not done with you. That was a season that shifted the rest of my life. And I needed that in order to learn. I don't believe everybody has to learn in that way, but I needed it. Now, I I ask a few people, a few friends, I thought just a few, said, have you ever dealt with burnout? And unbelievably and sadly, many of them came back with responses. Many people I know, many people you know have dealt with burnout. Maybe you've dealt with it before. Here were their responses. I said, what did it feel like? Emptier than empty. Running at 8,000 RPMs with no true sense of any measurable progress. Freezer burn. Loss of quality, flavor, and nutrients. Full, yet completely empty. 
doubting every move I made, depleted mentally and emotionally, unable to recharge, ice skating uphill, and that's a good one, numb, a complete lack of care that I no longer really care, drowning, the pain of knowing you'll never be able to get ahead, spiritually and emotionally fried to a crisp, trying to run through quicksand blindfolded, overwhelmed, followed by anxiety, depression, and guilt, trying to run through an ocean of molasses. If you identify with any of these, please would you pause? Please would you take a time out? I don't want for you, our team at State Fort doesn't want for you to be one more person in this season that burns out, that, that throws in the towel when you didn't have to. Please replenish. Please pause. Please stop. I want to walk you through what I, what I think will be some paradigm shifts here, but, but I think it's helpful to say what burnout isn't because it isn't several things I think can be really helpful. Burnout is not just physical tiredness. We're all tired at different times. We all have different seasons and it isn't just physical tiredness. It isn't the end. I want you to know that if you are saying I am burned out, I am burning out, that if you burn out, God's not done with you. It will have consequences. You will need to rebuild. God wasn't done with me as I was brushing up against burnout. Burnout is not grief. It's incredibly painful to go through grief and sudden loss. We're all grieving things in our lives right now. It's not the same as burnout. Burnout's not inevitable. You don't have to burn out. It's not an occupational hazard of leading. Do not believe the lie that if you're going to lead well, that's just part of it. You're going to burn out somewhere along the way. And, and I hate that phrase. I would rather burn out than rust out. Number one, what, is, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? The second one, like my family is not excited for that. The team that I'm on is not excited for that. They're not cheering on your burnout. It's not inevitable. Burnout is not simply sacrifice. There's a difference between sustainable sacrifice in the name of Jesus and burnout that can be prevented. Preventable burnout is not the same as sacrifice. We're not saying you should just go off and not serve Jesus at all. No, serve, lean in, live and lead as God designed you. It's different from sacrifice. The next one is sudden. What's interesting is it isn't just brought on by one sudden event. Now, it may be the straw that broke the camel's back, but it's actually uh, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, things that lead up to that moment, many of them preventable. It's also not failure. If you burned out, it doesn't mean you failed. That you can lean into community and say, I am not in a good place. Mentally, emotionally, physically, relationally, I'm not in a good space. And the last one, it's not easy to notice in ourselves. There's several ironies about burnout. One of them is that we are always more tired than we think. We're always closer to burnout than we think. And also we may be the last ones to see it. It's not easy to see in ourselves. We need community. Maybe is, now's the season to lean into a coach and say, I'm seeing some warning signals. Before it turns red on the dashboard, look for yellow lights on the dashboard. If you identify with any of those clinical statements or those statements from friends of mine, please take this seriously. Don't be part of this wave of burnout. It's not inevitable. It's not an occupational hazard of leadership. 
David White talked about this misconception of burnout. The opposite of burnout, he says, is actually not being well-rested. It's being wholehearted. The opposite of burnout isn't just being well-rested. It's being wholehearted. We want to see people live and lead as God designed them. We want you to be wholehearted, to take on the whole of this calling and this life that God has given you with the whole of the skills that God has given you. With, with the capacity he's put in you, with the, the skills, the passion, the gifts, the dreams, the desires to live wholehearted, not half-hearted. Don't believe the lie that you got to lead half-hearted if you're going to go for the long haul. And I'm going to give you these four shifts, and I just want to go over them quickly. Four paradigm shifts I believe we need to make. Now, we walk people through this in our State Fort Designs coaching, one-on-one coaching, and, and in our group coaching cohorts. But this first paradigm shift is from reactive to proactive. From reactive to proactive. If you are just reacting each day, you wake up, and you just pull out your phone and you are just reacting to social media or the next email or the next text. If you are just reacting to the things of the moment, I can tell you, you're not going to live and lead as God designed you. Too many of us, our phone is a leash for us. It's late at night and we are seeing that. It's the first thing we see in the morning. We're sort of dragged around by that along with Twitter, along with the news, along with division, the latest thing coming up in our world It's so easy to live reactive. You're going to have to learn to live and lead proactive, to anticipate in advance, to live as God designed you. You're going to have to make this shift. The second paradigm shift we need to make is moving from a destination to direction, from destination to direction. I don't know where we're going to be a year from now. I don't know where we're going to be five years from now, but I'm not going to worry about I need to find this spot, this exact point on the map that we're going to be. How can we predict? Who knows where we're going to be? And yet, what is the direction that you're supposed to move in? What is the direction of decisions for your team? What's the direction of decisions for your life? What's your next right step to stay on the journey and continue to go in that direction? At Stay Forth, we say that we're mountain guides for the leadership journey. And a mountain guide does not tell you Oh, here's every single step you're going to make, but you continue to move in that direction. You're going to have to root find. You're going to have to move around some things. You're going to have to adapt and adjust. Dare I say the word of 2020, you're going to have to pivot sometimes, but you can still be moving in the direction that God has designed you to live and lead. The next one is moving from time management to energy investment, from time management to energy investment. You can't just manage your time if you're going to live and lead as God designed you. We're going to have to figure out your energy, where you are investing it. Where you invest your love is where you invest your life. That Mumford and Sons tune that continues to just sing in the back of my head, where you invest your love, you invest your life. Our energy is limited. We only have so much. And we can continue to maybe invent time and just stretch the limits, but we cannot just invent more energy. God gives us a certain amount for each day, for each week, for each moment, for each season. And after that, it's gone. We have to be so careful where we invest our energy. And that's what I I love looking at someone's schedule and saying, what matters to you? What are your priorities? Where are you putting your best time and energy? I ask in the first summit talk, what is worthy of your attention and where are you investing it? And when you see that as we have this one precious life, these precious moments, 
this precious time and energy that God has given us, we need to invest that energy and that time wisely. And every investment is based on delayed gratification. You do a small investment now and it's going to come back later. When I skip time hearing from Jesus, time on my knees in the morning, time praying for my coaching clients or praying for the things that I have that day, I feel it later on. I didn't invest well. And at the end of the day, I say, man, I'm running short on change for the day because I didn't invest that well. This last paradigm shift of moving from overwhelmed to whelmed. I think the question we're all asking, whether we know it or not in the season as leaders is, how do I get whelmed? Like none of us want to live underwhelmed, right? Like you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be watching this. You wouldn't be leaning in. You wouldn't be reading and living and, and leading and growing and finding your next thing. If you just wanted to say, I don't even care about the life that God has thrown to me. You want to steward it. We don't want to be underwhelmed, but the reality is we can't live overwhelmed. Like this is not abundant life. This is not the good life to live overwhelmed. So how do we live whelmed? How do we live in that tension where we're doing what God has designed us to do? We are the people God has designed us to be. We're living out of that. And yet we're, we're stretching. We're still leaning in. We're still pushing. And yet we are taking breaks and we are resting and we are leaning into Sabbath. We are not invincible, my friends. And these four paradigm shifts we help people make in the coaching process. But I want to invite you into these. I want to invite you to look at these as a team and say, how can we as a team live into these? How can we have conversation? Where are we missing this? How can we flip the script? I want to invite you personally to stop being reactive in your life and actually start being proactive. Pray for those dreams and prayers and the strategy to get there to say, God, these were dreams that I just sort of abandoned along the way. Surviving is not a good way to live and lead. I believe we can thrive even in the midst of chaos, of uncertainty, of overwhelm in this moment, in this cultural moment that requires so much of us. You can live and lead as God has designed you. I want to share just a couple of interesting quotes. A guy named Dr. Wes Beavis is literally an expert in burnout. And, and he brought this equation that I think should wake all of us up. He said, dealing with people plus being responsible for favorable outcomes equals burnout risk zone. If you work with people, if you are somewhat responsible for favorable outcomes, you are already in a burnout risk zone. Turn the dial up to 11 of pressure and division in this moment. And we're all living in that burnout risk zone. The question is this, who, who can burn out? Any of us. No one is above burnout. And ironically, those who deeply care about what they're doing are at more risk of burnout. Those who deeply care for people and the trauma that they drag in with them, we, that we all do. But the trauma that people are experiencing is collective. If you are a leader, please, please, please take care of your soul. Hear me say this loud and clear. Your soul is worth investing in. Your life is worth investing in. If you think about all of the ways we have pushed beyond the limits. We've pushed beyond our physical limits. Oh, I can go without sleep. I can go without adequate nutrients in my body. I can eat whatever. I can do whatever. I can push, push, push. We are experiencing pieces of that breakdown. We go in speed. We drive across town and do this thing and fly across the country. Physically, we hit our limits. Mentally, we're just cramming in more. And I can say this, guys. Our brains have gotten fuller 
but I don't believe our minds have gotten wiser. Most times we're just cramming more in mentally and we just aren't meant to hold all of that. We've actually learned more than we can apply as leaders. The next one is emotionally. We are carrying more. We've busted these emotional limits that we have. We are carrying the collective trauma of what do we see on news and on Twitter and what happened over here and this thing that happened across the world and we feel like we need to respond immediately to it when we barely even know how it's unfolding. We are emotionally leaking. We cannot hold all that's inside of us. Relationally, there's an interesting study that was done There's a number by a guy named Dunbar that he said we can have around 150 meaningful relationships, around 150. Some said it's closer to 230. Others have stretched it and said it's actually 290. Well, regardless whether it's 150 or 290, how many Facebook friends do you have? How many people are following you on Instagram? How many people do you text with, email with? connect with in the course of a week. We have actually stretched our relational limits and we are leaking. Spiritually, how nourished do you feel? Reality that I experience with most leaders today, and I've been there myself, is when we feel like we are spiritually malnourished and yet we are overwhelmed at the same time. We are not filling up with the right things. We are not replenishing physically, relationally, emotionally, spiritually. We have busted the limits. We have crushed the limits and now we are getting crushed by them in many ways. And I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. There is hope. You can lean in, but I want to be real. I want to be real with you guys. This is a moment and we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention. If any of these things resonate with you, these warning signs, please Take these as yellow lights on the dashboard to say we need to lean in in this moment. Dr. West Beavis goes on to also say this, burnout is not a sudden event. It doesn't jump out of nowhere to suddenly mug you and run off with your well-being. Rather, it has a stealth approach. It hacks into your well-being and steals small amounts over a long period of time. At first, you may not notice the signs, but after a while, the compounding effect of micro-losses can bankrupt your spirit of vitality. How many leaders are living bankrupt right now without that vitality that you once had, without the dreams that were just sort of bleeding out of you, the reason that you got into ministry, the reason you started leading, the reason you started that company, the reason that nonprofit is going to change the world, where the vitality go, where is it? You are worth investing in, my friend. The roots of your life matter and they are going to come out in the fruits. If you don't like the fruits, and and I haven't liked all the fruits that have come out of my life during COVID, during quarantine, I've had to re-examine, then something is off at the roots. Please, my friends, take this as a moment to re-examine. And I want to remind you of four things, four needs that we all have. We just can't get away from Leader, whether we like to admit it or not, we have needs. Number one, you need friends. You need friends. I shared this earlier in the summit, but please, you need friends who don't need you but want to be around you. People you can share with in confidence. People you can air it out with when you've had a hard day. People you can celebrate with when you feel like you're crushing it. You need friends. Secondly, you need Sabbath. I just don't know how we can live and lead right now in this age without it. I just don't know in this moment how we can do it. There's a reason 
that God modeled this to us in the creation of the world. Jesus lived this way, and it has sustained the church for a long, long time. It sustained the Jewish people for a long, long time. And we think we can skirt around this, and our lives can be just fine. Next one, you need structure. I talked a little bit in the first talk about the Right Side Up Journal. This is a three-month journey toward health and impact. Our team took about a year to design this as a daily structure. We realized coaching is incredible, but it just wasn't enough. A coaching session once a week or every other week. We need something each day to be able to say, we can steward this one life that God has given us. And in 10 minutes a day, I fill this out each day, and I'm telling you, it grounds me each day. It grounds me to know what I can do in that day. And so you can order this. You can click the link below. You can take a look at this. But we have a community of people, right side up community, crazy enough to believe you can live and lead right side up in this upside down world. And each day to me, it comes down to 10 minutes. Alone with the Lord, first thing, saying, what have I been called to do today? And what have I not been called to do today? You need more structure in your day. As chaos goes up, Structure must also go up. And this is a tool we've created for you guys. We also have coaching tools as well. And some of those we reference in there. And the last thing, I just want to remind you of this. You can't do it alone. You need coaching. I have a coach in my life. that's been hugely helpful to me in, in different areas. I actually have a few coaches. But leadership coaching is something that may not be familiar to you. But we began to lean into leadership coaching and began to grow. And now we've moved in our team into having 15 coaches. And we want to continue to have more that are all a little bit different, all a little bit different background. But we want to invite you, explore coaching. You can get a free breakthrough session just to, to jump in and say, what is it? Does it help? Like sample it a little bit before you say, I want to commit to this. But I want to invite you to say that you have limits, that you have needs, and that you can't do it alone. And that coaching might be, probably is your next right step. Maybe it's through Stay Forth Designs. Maybe it's through somebody else. Would you find a leadership coach to navigate the complexity of this, to navigate the fact that we are trudging through the wilderness right now, that this is not what we had planned on, and yet we can prepare in the moment to live and lead as God has designed us. I want to just end by saying this. We are for you. Our team at Stay Forth, we love you. We would love to walk alongside of you as a coach. We would love to walk alongside of you as you, you journey through the Right Side Up Journal. But I want to just say, even if you never do, even if we never see you in coaching, even if beyond this summit we never see your name again, we are with you. We are for you. What you do matters. And you, my friend, are worth investing in. Roots before fruits, identity before impact. And please, please, please remember who you are matters more than what you do. 